From the Humphrey School of Public Affairs in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Coming of Age. Assistant professors don't get a lot of sleep. Assistant professors don't have wonderful private lives. A lot is put on hold. I'm Simon Cecil, and today we talk with Professor Ed Getz. Stay tuned. I was probably about 44, eight or nine, I would say. When I turned 18 years old. 18. I was 25. I was 19 years old. Yeah, and I went, I'm an adult. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Simon Cecil, and this is Coming of Age, the podcast based at the Humphrey School of Public Affairs, where each week we hear the story of someone in the school and the moment when they begin to feel like a grown-up. This week, we're talking with Professor Ed Getz. Professor Getz works in the Urban and Regional Planning Department of the Humphrey School. He also heads up the Center for Urban and Regional Affairs, or CURA, way up on the top floor of the school, where he helps the school partner with the community to help understand and address concerns identified by the community. If you think that universities ought to be doing work in the communities they call home, CURA is your kind of place. In talking with Professor Getz, I realized that while I've thought now and then about what my professor's experience in the classroom is like, I've never thought about it that hard. As a graduate student, I watch professors at the front of the room. I speak with them and ask them for their guidance, but I don't think too much about their personal experiences. And that changed when I interviewed Professor Getz. Professor Getz came to the Humphrey School in the fall of 1988, and he says that crossing the divide from student to professor was a change that moved him from the position of someone whose primary responsibility was learning from experts to being someone who is perceived as an expert. For him, that was a major change, and it's the moment that he marks as the time when he became an adult. Up until that time, I had been a student, an undergraduate student, then a graduate student, and graduate students, uh, although they're doing advanced work, are still students and still on the other side of a fairly large divide of power um, and influence. And... Uh, are also sort of in this position of acquiring uh, knowledge or or skills and and seeking more uh, from experts that they that they uh, so-called experts that they learn from and in environments that are set up especially to aid this process. And that can, I think, it, at least it did for me, uh, produce a kind of, feeling that, that I still had a great deal to learn, that I, uh, that I needed to be taught, that I needed to be guided. And uh, for better or for worse, when I get this job at the University of Minnesota, um, people start coming to me for answers, and people start coming to me expecting me to have uh, a set of skills uh, and knowledge that will aid them. And it was an odd feeling because for me, the only thing that separated the old me from the new me was a fairly rigorous job interview in a couple of months. And what did it feel like to undergo that transition? Because as you're saying, there's essentially the job interview and the two months that divide the old you from the new you. What did it feel like to suddenly be perceived from outside as this sort of authority? It's a little nerve wracking. A little nerve-wracking in the sense that I now had this status, and people had expectations of me, 
and I was no longer a, a goofball graduate student, sorry, <laughs> uh, um, a goofball graduate student who could go and do anything they wanted and, and about whom uh, nobody really cared that much outside the, uh, outside the university. All of a sudden, I'm a professor at the university, and I'm part of this much larger institution. It was sobering uh, in the general sense of the word and, uh, and a challenge. And can you tell us a little bit about what was kind of on your plate in terms of sort of day-to-day responsibilities? I'm curious what the work looked like. Well, the work of an assistant professor is is extremely difficult, um, probably worse now than it was when I was uh, coming up, and it was worse when I was coming up as, com- uh, as compared to the generation before me. There's a great deal expected of uh, assistant professors. Uh, so we have to teach. We have to teach courses that we've probably never taught before. And so there's the concern about being prepared in the classroom, about about being that resource for students. And at the same time, you are expected to generate a, uh, a, a research agenda, especially at an R1 university like the University of Minnesota, where you are producing work that will be consumed by other scholars and that will be worthy of publication in the best journals in the field. And so assistant professors don't get a lot of sleep. Assistant professors don't have wonderful private lives. A lot is put on hold for those five or six years when you are just feverishly working to produce and, and develop a, a portfolio of work uh, to meet the expectations that are, uh, that are at your door. I asked Professor Getz if there were moments in the classroom when that change really came into focus for him. But he told me that it wasn't in the classroom, but in his research that he really noted a shift. As I was beginning to do research, I made phone calls to prospective sources uh, out in the community and I would leave a message, and I would say, this is Ed Getz, professor at the University of Minnesota. And I hung up, and I thought, you know what? They're probably going to call me back. And uh, up until that point, when I had ever called a potential source for research as a graduate student, I never had an idea about whether they were going to take me seriously enough to call back. And, and I hung up the phone, and I thought, I'm probably going to get a call back at this point. And of course, I did. And, uh, and it was that notion that uh, to the exterior world more than actually to students that I had this position I had this status and I had to <laughs> I had to really sort of grow into it I hadn't paused to reflect much on what the experience of a new professor is like when they're in front of a class and as a student I think of professors as serious authorities on what they teach so it was striking to hear Professor Getz describe how self-conscious he felt at the front of a classroom during the beginning of his career. I think I always had a fairly acute sense of all of the things that I didn't know. And it's a little hard to go up in front of a classroom focusing on all the things you don't know. <laughs> because then you spend, and I did, I think the first few years of my career, in fear of the question from the student that I wouldn't know. And that would expose me. One of the more liberating moments of my career was when I realized it was okay to say, I don't know, in a class. And the sense that, that of course, no one can know everything and that I shouldn't worry about uh, knowing everything uh, and that the classroom is a place of investigation, a classroom is a place of critical thinking, not a place of 
delivering factual information from one person to another. Professor Getz says the passage of time really changed both how he felt in class and the challenges he faced as a professor. People who are professors, we are always sort of faced with people who come to us for information, who say, you know, you're a professor, you're the expert, blah, blah, blah. And after a while, one has to guard against the opposite of the problem that I had going in. The problem I had going in was that, oh, I, you know, I don't know anything. Why does anybody come to me for, uh, for questions? After a while, after about 10, 15 years of being told and being, and being uh, treated as though you're the expert, and then the problem is you, know, you start thinking you know everything, and, and you have to remind yourself uh, about all of the things that you don't know and about, and about actually the, the insecurity of what you think you know. I mean, and, 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 and in some cases, the, uh, the shallowness of, of what you do know in certain areas. So uh, it, it's funny that um, as one goes through one's uh, career in this type of position, uh, the things that you tell yourself uh, change from one end to the other. And so now, some years after you were hired and also maybe some years after beginning to fight off the feeling of expertise that people approach you assuming you have, I'm curious how it feels to be the professor with sort of facing the classroom and and having this position. Well, I think that uh, I'm much more comfortable with my uh, with my role. I I think I have a better sense of my limitations, uh, what I can and cannot contribute in a classroom, and um, uh, and so part of that is just you know from years of experience doing it. Part of it is is also I I think having three daughters and sort of repeating those feelings of total inadequacy at the beginning, uh, inadequacy as a, as a parent, not having ever done that. That was every bit as humbling, if not more so, than, than being the so-called expert. And so I, I think part of the whole process is simply becoming more comfortable with uh, what you can and cannot produce in any uh, given situation. That's our show for today. You can find Ed Getz on the third floor of the Humphrey Building, leading the Cure Institute. And you can find us back here in two weeks with another episode of Coming of Age. <laughs>